From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Lincoln Hershberger from Bevy. Lincoln, it's really nice to have you on. Hi, Brad. It's nice to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. So tell me a bit about yourself, Lincoln. Sure. So uh, I'm currently the Vice President of Marketing at Bevy. Prior to joining Bevy, I spent many years, spent 17 years at Electronic Arts, where I was responsible for a range of things in product marketing and brand management. And for those of you who were not aware of Electronic Arts, it's one of the largest video game companies in the world. So in product marketing and brand management, I was responsible for a range of different franchises, including Battlefield and Star Wars were some of the bigger ones. And um, all along the way, community was a key part of us and our successful playbooks in terms of building lifelong relationships with customers. And for anybody who's a gamer out there, you'll know how passionate gamers are and how critical it is to build those relationships because a strong community can make or break pretty much any brand, not just video games. So after I left Electronic Arts, I joined Twitch, which is also in the video game space. It's a live streaming platform owned by Amazon. And part of my responsibility there was integrated marketing, which included the creator community. The creator community at Twitch at the time was about 3 million people strong. And again, a lot of Twitch streamers are lifelong, passionate fans of not just gaming, but content creation. And so they were actually mobilizing and kind of meeting on their own and didn't have really tools in place. So I brought Bevy on board at Twitch and that's how I got excited about Bevy. And Bevy is a SaaS platform that was purpose built to create those lifelong kind of relationships with customers through a global community network. And the way the Bevy platform works is by empowering those kind of brand advocates with tools and to give them a platform to host events, virtual events now post-COVID, so that people can meet and connect on their own on a regular basis without a lot of pressure and without, in many cases, a corporate voice being involved. So a lot of them are fan-focused events. And I've been with Bevy for about two and a half years and so far so good, pretty exciting and looking forward to the next few years. Oh, that's awesome. So I can't think of a more interesting space to be in than the events space and virtual events now and over this past year. What does this year look like for you guys? Like, I'm, I'm super curious. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting 12 months. Just to rewind a little bit, Pre-COVID, we were, our platform was really focused. Our vision is that face-to-face in-person engagement really beats out that kind of online engagement. The quality of those interactions are just much stronger. That being said, it's very difficult and expensive to do those kind of in-person events, those from large, huge conferences to small community events. When COVID hit, we basically had to pivot our company. We always had virtual event features. But a lot of people didn't really use them. But in COVID times, obviously that all changed. So we really doubled down our engineering team. We've doubled the size of the company. We launched a new virtual conference platform. 
And I think last year was really focused on a lot of people were just scrambling to try to figure out a solution. How do we find a new platform to still host our events? Now people have figured that out. They've either found Bevy or they've found other platforms. And now I think this year ahead to answer your question, it's really going to be about how do people create better, more engaging events? Because we all know the Zoom fatigue and just not being on a video conference calls all day, every day just isn't sustainable. And the same is true for these video conferences where people just uh, are tuned out and not fully engaged. So that's what we're really focused on at Bevy is how to recreate some of the serendipity of those kind of in-person interactions and networking, those one-on-one meetings that kind of come out of a large virtual conference. So the buzzword, I think for 2021 is hybrid. And what does hybrid mean? Hybrid school, hybrid work, hybrid events. And how do you create that experience that starts to get back to something where we had pre-COVID, where you still had people who were able to build those relationships to connect in more meaningful ways with not just their kind of friends and family, but their customers and their colleagues. Nice. That's awesome. So let's dive into a little bit of like your target market and who you sell and market to and all that. Who tends to be the purchaser of of your product and all that? Sure. Yeah. From a kind of industry type, we focus mostly on enterprise, large enterprise tech companies. Apple Computer essentially started the whole concept of user groups. User groups have now proliferated and have been the foundation for a lot of these successful enterprises like Salesforce. They have a user group community called the Trailblazers, Adobe, Snowflake, Google, the Google Developer Group, another great example. So that's really our first and primary focus is those large enterprise customers who are building those communities of users, but also hosting large-scale conferences. Second to that, we work with some consumer brands like Roblox, the video game Hmm. uh, platform. We work with GoPro, Red Bull. These are more uh, focused on consumers, like field marketing events. And then we spend a little bit of time with uh, the education side of things. We haven't yet expanded significantly into this category, but like university alumni programs who would meet in person previously and are now meeting virtually. So those are our three key business categories. And as it relates to the buyer personas within those organizations, we previously focused on the community team, which tends to be relatively small in a lot of these organizations, but powerful when you consider the relationships that they're building with the customers. And secondly, which is now probably our primary audience, is field marketing and corporate events teams who, like I said previously, were in 2020 struggling to find a new way to host their their events. And now they're actually trying to figure out ways to make them more engaging and profitable and whatever their kind of metrics are. That's what they're focused on, not just actually pulling off an event, but making it successful. Nice. So what does marketing look like to connect with this audience and and this market? What does all that look like for you? Yeah, so the marketing for Bevy and the business that we're in is really interesting because I think the community space was relatively nascent in the sense where everybody knew that they should be building community, but they didn't really know how to tie it back to business metrics. So from a marketing standpoint, our focus is really to continue to shine a spotlight on the importance of community. 
and how critical that is in terms of building your moat or building, turning your customers into your most valuable marketing asset so that those community teams within those organizations have a stronger voice, can get more resources to build uh, better programs. So that's one of our key focuses. Uh, Secondly, as it relates to the field marketing and corporate events teams, Bevy is a relatively small player uh, in the market. As you look at the virtual event space, it just exploded this past year. And we're basically in the first inning. If you look at the full category, which is expected to grow from 70 billion to 400 billion by 2027. So brand awareness is really our key focus and trying to position our brand within that new category. So on the community side, it's really where our brand is well known is lifting up the community profession and on the corporate events and kind of field marketing side where our brand is lesser known, it's driving brand awareness with that kind of new target audience. Nice. I love it. So you're obviously a very experienced professional in terms of marketing and you have you know, a lot of experience. Well, thank you. What are things you've learned along the way in terms of building long-term relationships with customers, connecting with them, all that? Yeah, I think that the key things that I've learned back in my time at Electronic Arts in terms of building those long-term relationships, I think honesty is pretty critical. Transparency, those are two kind of key things that I think that you have to stay focused on to create those kind of genuine relationships with your customers. Because in this day and age of marketing, there's no more powerful tool than word of mouth or influence from consumers. People, there's so much, there's so much noise on digital channels. And there's such a lack of trust with corporate marketing teams in terms of the content and messaging that comes from them. People really turn to who you, who you trust, who your friends are, who your colleagues are. So it's so critical to create those relationships with your brand ambassadors, with your brand advocates, with your power users, whatever you want to call them. And as soon as you burn them and don't let them into the conversation or give them that kind of inside knowledge and access, the sooner they're going to turn away from you. And we've all seen that strong communities can make or break a successful brand, especially in the gaming industry. And I think that the third thing is when we talk about KPIs and metrics, is really when you prioritize your KPIs, monetization, generating revenue, whatever you call it, should take a back seat to engagement, advocacy, satisfaction, which is really difficult when you're especially a publicly traded company, or in my case, currently a startup where growth is super critical. You can't focus first on generating revenue. You have to focus first on engagement and building those relationships. The money will come later. And I think that's really difficult for a lot of teams who have obligations to their investors or to the board or, or whatever those kind of entities are. And so I think it's just important to know where you're prioritizing your metrics and focus first on your customers. I love that. Longer term play. Yeah, indeed. So any last key takeaways for the audience in terms of advice, wisdom, knowledge for any of those? Yeah, just a plug for community as it relates to building a lifelong relationship with your customers and just really understanding what community is. I think a lot of people have different perspectives of that. And I think in a world, in the world that we're in right now, 
of technology platforms. Feature function parity is always going to be a pretty significant situation that teams deal with. Engineering uh, teams are great and building competitive products is always going to be somebody that's going to come along with a better product than you have. But if you retain your customers and build that long-term community, that is your most defensible asset. That's your competitive moat. Your customers and your customer community are what's going to make sure that your business lives a long time. I love that. Hey, thanks so much for joining Lincoln and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brad. Appreciate it.